0: well let's lift our hands to the almighty God and bless his holy name worship the king of kings and the lord of hosts bless him give him glory, give him honor give him adoration, bless his holy name praise him, praise him, praise him Give him glory, give him honor, give him adoration. Bless the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Worship him, worship him. Give him glory, give him glory. Give him honor, give him adoration. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Almighty God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, we worship. I am confident that there's someone here tonight who will never weep again. Now, if you are that one, for the next two, three minutes, praise God in such a manner that he will notice that you are the one. Go ahead, praise the Almighty God. Give Him glory. Praise Him. Until He will notice That you are the one who will never know sorrow again. Praise Him. Thank you Lord Thank you Father In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. Praise Him, praise Him. King of glory, praise Him. Praise Jehovah, hallelujah, amen, amen. Praise him, praise
1: him, King of glory, praise him, praise him, God, alleluia,
0: amen. I will praise him, King of glory, praise him, praise you, oh God, alleluia, amen. Let us praise him, King of Glory, praise him, praise Jehovah. Alleluia, Amen, Amen. praise praise him, King of Glory, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise King of glory, we adore you. The Lord of joy, we bless your holy name. Accept our worship in Jesus' name. Thank you for what you did yesterday. Thank you for what you're about to do now. Please accept our worship in Jesus' name. In your own miraculous way, my Father and my God, in all our lives, banish sorrow completely. From today onward, let us know nothing but joy. And then in your own miraculous way, with your everlasting arms, rescue all those who are in the Mary clay. Put everyone on the rock to stay. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Well, let someone shout hallelujah. Well, I should come with one or two people and tell them, God, we do something new in my life today. God bless you. You may please be seated. Tomorrow, by the special grace of God, is the day for healing. And God is going to be curing the incurable tomorrow. Tonight, we are Going to be sharing from Psalm 40 from verse 1 to 3. Psalm 40 from verse 1 to 3. I waited patiently for the Lord and He inclined unto me and heard my cry. God is going to hear the cry of someone tonight. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the merry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. He has put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God, many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Tonight we're talking on from Mary Clay to the rock to stay. Tonight will be different from any night you've ever seen before. Our salmon is going to be broken into two small pieces. Part one we will be talking to those who are in the merry clay and then give them an opportunity to come to the rock. So halfway through the salmon there will be an altar call. So that those who are in the Mary clay and want to trans, to be transpositioned to the rock, we give them an opportunity to give their lives to Jesus. After we've done that, we will have a second little summer to talk to those who are already on the rock. You see, when you get married, and you make a vow of marriage, there are two significant sections in that vow. When you say, I take this woman to be my lawful wedded wife, you make a promise that is twofold to have and to hold. Tonight, our topic is twofold. One is to be repositioned from the merry clay onto the rock. The second session is to stay. And to stay (laughs) is more crucial than to be repositioned to the rock. So, session one will be an outreach to those who are in the Mary Clay, and we will explain that in a moment. Session two is going to be a Bible study where we'll be digging deeper a little. And after that, we will be allowed to pray And tonight, when it is time to pray, I will pray for you first, like I did yesterday. And then you'll be asked to go and pray. And nobody will stop you when you get to that second session. You'll be allowed to pray for as long as you want. Now, part one. I think you need to stretch your hands towards me and say, Father, help your son. (laughs) Please, pray that prayer loud and clear. Mm -hmm. From the very beginning of the world, there have been two major forces in operation. Darkness and light. In Genesis chapter 1, from verse 1 to 4, Genesis chapter 1, from verse 1 to 4, Bible may declare that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. But then the Spirit of God moved, as He's going to do again here tonight. And God spoke and said, let there be light. And immediately there was light. And that very, very first day, God separated between darkness and light. And today, in the name that's above every other name, God is going to reposition someone from darkness to light. (laughs) Now, living in darkness is compared to living in a merry clay. Uh, valley clay in modern language we call it quicksand. You know, certain parts of of the world they have what they call quicksands. If somebody finds himself in quicksand, the harder he tries to get out, the deeper he goes. Mary clay. The passage we call it, Terrible Pit. Now, how do we know whether or not we are living in a merry clay? I will explain so that you can make up your mind to know whether you are living in a merry clay or not. One of the greatest evidence of living in a merry clay is traveling, walking hard struggling hard without progress. In fact, instead of progress, like in a quick sign, the more you struggle, the deeper you go. In Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 26, Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 26, the Bible describes it for us. It talks of People who keep on struggling only to give this thing to people who please God. They struggle and they have nothing to show for it. On the surface, they are doing well. But deep within, they know something is wrong. I remember when I was living in the Mary Clay. I was already a lecturer in the university. I had a car. But since I was uh, afraid of driving in Lagos, I had a driver. I would pay him his salary at the beginning of the month. By the middle of the month, I would be borrowing money from my driver to buy fuel. If you go to the University of Lagos, and if they still keep those files, (laughs) at the health center, my file was pile big. If I got sick and I got healed, then tomorrow it will be either my wife or one of the children. I was in the Mary Clay. And I thought everybody thought I was doing great. Struggling with nothing to show for it. It's evidence number one that we are in the Mary Clay. Even if you are rich quote and unquote in the Mary Clay. The Bible says, with all your wealth, you won't be able to sleep. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 12. Ecclesiastes 5, verse 12. When you are in the married clay, you may have money, but you won't be able to sleep. The Bible tells us that if you are in the merry clay, the reason you have this problem is because, according to Psalm 7 verse 11, Psalm 7 verse 11, you're living under the constant anger of God. Psalm 7 verse 11 says, God is angry daily with the wicked. You can imagine a life where God is angry with you every day. If, if you are living in the Mary Clay, as far as God is concerned, you are referred to as a dog. Matthew chapter 15, from verse 21 to 28. Matthew 15, 21 to 28. Bible made it clear there are two kinds of children or sorry, two kinds of creatures of God on earth dogs and children. If you are living in the merry clay, according to Revelation chapter twenty two, verse fifteen, Revelation twenty two verse fifteen, you are an outcast. God regards you as somebody to be kept outside. And then there is one thing that is common to all those who are living in the They suffer from fear. Regularly, tormented by fear. 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. Bible tells us, fear has torments. That is why you find a lot of so-called big people who surround themselves with all manners of charms because they are afraid That somebody, sooner or later, will want to attack. But there is the other side. Those who live on the rock. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter ten verse twenty-two. Proverbs ten verse twenty-two that God blesses them and hath no sorrow. God will just bless them without sweat. The Bible tells us in Psalm 127 from verse 1 to 2, Psalm 127 from verse 1 to 2, the Bible says, God gives them sleep. He calls them beloved. They sleep fine. The Bible tells us that if those who are on this side, on the rock, God does not call them dogs. He calls them children. John chapter 1, from verse 11 to 12. John 1, 11 to 12. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter eight, verse 15, Romans eight, verse 15, it tells us that these people, they know no fear because they know that they're children of the most high God. They know God will take care of his own. Now those in the
1: Mary clay, like I've said earlier they. you. You will just be
0: there sinking deeper and deeper. The Bible tells us, for example, take time to read Proverbs 23 from verse 29 to 35. Proverbs 23 from verse 29 to 35. It tells you, for example, that the drunkard drinks to so drown his sorrow, he's not, he's not happy. So he wants to drown his the sorrow. Then he goes and gets drunk, and then he, as he's getting a little sober, he says, ah, "Don't worry, I will drink again." The drunkard keeps getting drunk. You find that the one in the f- merry Clay, from time to time, he will realize my life is not what it should be. Things are not okay. Uh, and then the new year will come, and he will make what they call new year resolutions. In the new year, I won't do this anymore. I won't smoke. I won't smoke anymore. I won't lie anymore. I won't cheat anymore. And, and within one week, they break all the resolutions. It's not their fault. They couldn't help themselves. The Bible says in Second Peter chapter 2, verse 22, 2 Peter 2, verse 22, the Bible says, yeah, even if a dog vomits, if a dog feeds 40 inside me it's not good. And he vomits it. After some time, he'll say, hey, this is good food. there's someone who can pull them out. Someone who can put you out of the merry clay and put you on the rock. According to Deuteronomy 33, verse 27, Deuteronomy 33, verse 27, the Bible tells us that his hands are everlasting. He can sit down his throne in heaven and reach down that mighty hand grab you and bring you out, and he's going to do so tonight. That's what he did to me. Among academicians, those of us who thought that we 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 were brilliant, we talk all kinds of rubbish. After a bottle or two of beer, after we've discussed politics and economy, the next thing we discuss is Jesus. We continue to blaspheme him. I said, <laughs> that, that my Jesus is a very clever man. He says, you must not look at a woman. Don't look at any beautiful woman. But when the harlot came and began to wash his feet with tears and wipe it with the hair of her head, and then and somebody said, Hey, why are you doing this to each Mind your own business. Oh, no, no, <laughs> I was in the Mary Clay. Betty, please, the Almighty God. One day, He stretched out His everlasting arm and grabbed me among all those noisy blasphemers. I said, You, you're coming to the rock. There is somebody here tonight, that same everlasting arm. We reach out to you <laughs> and pluck you out of the Mary clay. He has the ability to pluck you out of that rubbish and wash you clean. First John chapter one verse seven. First John chapter one verse seven tells me that His blood wipes away all sins. It's, it's, his blood cleanses from all sins. Because we see half far two. I don't have time to begin to tell you all the rubbish that I've ever done. When I was in the miracle clay, when we lie, we, we, we we say it with glee, I sat him down, Joko. We took pride in life. When we, when, we, when we got drunk over the weekend and we want to boast about it on Monday, we say, ah, yesterday was terrible. But today, I am on the rock, and there are some people in the Mary clay that my God will want to reposition, and the invitation is open. You see, there is nobody that God... Has condemned into being the merry clay. Occasionally you hear some people say, I am living this lifestyle because God made me so. No, God never made anything evil. Everything he made was good. In fact, when he made you, he said, very good. But then he says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He gives you a choice. He says in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, he said, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If you hear my voice, and come unto me, and open the door, then I will come in. You have a choice. You have a choice. You can continue to live in the merry clay, continue to travel, continue to be afraid, continue to live in sorrow, or receive his invitation, and he will reposition you. It took me quite a while when I had a problem and the problem brought me finally to the Redeemed Christian Church of God. <laughs> In a church that was made with off, I looked at the church, I looked at the name, the Redeemed Christian Church of God, I said, ah, big name. Big name, kills the Small Dog. I got there, they preached and they they were telling me, forsake your sin. I said, what do they know about sin? Oh, I mean, just habits. But one day, my day came. And I realized these people, these people that I was calling illiterate I was the most educated among them then, When you look at their faces, you can see the peace of God. There was a storm raging in my own heart. I saw the difference was clear. And something said to me, they're not asking you to surrender to their church, they're asking you to surrender to your maker. With all your degrees, how far have you gone? That day I heard his voice. That day I surrendered. That day everything changed. And so tonight, before I go to the second part, any one of you who you know you are are in the merry clay, you are traveling, you are in sorrow, you are in fear, when you think you are enjoying, you yourself will say, ah, yesterday was bad. If it is you that God is talking to, then know very well he says in his word, today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. So I'm going to count from 1 to 10. If you want to cross over from the muddy clay to the rock, before I count 10, come and stand before this altar, and I will pray for your salvation. And the one who saved my soul, he said I'm waiting to save your own soul today. And I'm counting now. One. Two. Unto yourself be true. Oh the fact that you are attending church does not mean that you are born again if you are not in true relationship with Jesus Christ. You can be in the church for hundreds of years. It will make a difference. But you want to live the merry clay. You want to come to the rock. Hurry up now. Three.
1: Oh,
0: Oh, if a man is in Christ, he's a new creature, all things are passing away, all things become new. Are you sure everything became new when you gave your life to Jesus, when you said you gave your life to Jesus? If you have not changed dramatically, so dramatically that even your friends won't be able to recognize you, you better come for genuine salvation. Five. Six. And as you come, begin to cry unto him, Lord, please save my soul. Reposition me from the merry clay. I want to be on the rock. I want to be your child. I want to be one of yours, Lord. I don't want to remain a dog. Father, save my soul. Eight. Nine. Party up, party up, party up. Keep coming, keep coming. And pray as you come, asking Jesus to be merciful unto you. Save your soul tonight. Reposition you from the merry clay. Put your feet on the rock. Nine, and if you are coming, just keep coming, keep coming. And keep praying as we come. Now, those of us who are in front, cry to the Almighty God, please, Lord, save my soul. I want you to reposition me from Mary, clear, I want to be on the rock. Pray, call on Him now. Call on Him. And the rest of us, please, stretch your hands towards these people and intercede for them. Pray that the Almighty God will have mercy on them and save their souls. Pray that today will mark a new beginning, even as they are moved from the Mary clay onto a life on the rock. Stretch your hands to them and pray for them. Those of you on the way, keep coming and pray as you come. Thank you. Don't push them back, don't push them back, let them come. If they want to come to pray, let them come, please. Don't stop them. Nobody is too young to be saved. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Savior, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for today being a great day of salvation for many people, particularly for those who are here and for those who are watching all over the world. Please save their souls, O oh Lord. And reposition them from the merry clay, Lord. Put them on the rock right now. Amen. And Lord God Almighty, let them stay with you forever. Amen. When they cry to you now, Father, please answer them. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I, I rejoice with those of you who have come forward. From now on, by the grace of God, I'll be praying for you. Uh, Counselors, I want you to please come here and attend to them here. Counselors, please come. The counselors are coming. They will collect your names, your address, and your prayer requests. and They will pass it on to me, and I promise you, I'll be praying for you from now on. We will wait for you till the counselors are finished with you before we go to the next session. Because by the grace of God, you're on the rock now. Congratulations. All right, so you hold on. The counselors are coming. They will attend to you in a moment. Glory be to God. Softly, very softly, music please. those who believe they are now on the rock. Let me hear you shout hallelujah. <laughs> uh, incidentally they, they just brought me the maternity report. Uh, since the Congress started yesterday to 7 p.m this evening seven children have been born <laughs> six boys and one girl so let the boys shout praise the lord, praise the lord. and let the girls shout hallelujah Now we have come to part two. Now I want you to fasten your seat belt. There's nothing as bad as being called X rich, X successful. X powerful It's better never to have been on the rock than to go back to the merry clay. So I pray for every one of you in the name that's above every other name. You will never go back. let me remind you of the advantages of being on the rock because he wants to reposition us out of the merry clay onto the rock to stay. When you are staying on the rock, Your future is secured. In Matthew chapter 7, from verse 24 to 27, Matthew seven, twenty-four to 27, the Bible tells us, the Lord says, if you hear my word, and you obey them, you'll be like somebody who has built his house on the rock, it doesn't matter what storm may come, the house will stand. In the name that's above every other name, everything you have achieved in life will last. But the one who builds on sand, you know what's going to happen. It's one thing to be successful now. It's another thing to succeed forever. When you are brought on the rock, stay. Because according to Luke chapter 20 from verse 17 to 18, Luke 20, 17 to 18, the Bible may declare you are built on the rock, you are on the rock to say you become impregnable. Anybody falls on you, that fellow will be broken. You fall on any enemy, that enemy will become Ordinary sand. That's what the Bible says. But you see, the devil, who who is the king of the Mary Clay, is a very mischievous fellow. Moment you escape, he would do everything he can to bring you back. That he will fail in Jesus' name. There are many people all over the world now telling you that once you are saved, you are saved forever. Of course, you can be saved forever, provided. You take heed. That's what the Bible says. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. First Corinthians 10, verse 12 says, "If you think you stand, take heed lest you fall." Ah, now we keep you standing forever. There are so many preachers now all over the world telling you that you, since you are saved by grace, which is true, that you cannot do whatever you like, that you will see make it to heaven.
1: They say that people like me who tell Paul. So I want to talk to you tonight.
0: Serious talk. Father to children. Because whether the devil likes it or not, because of what you are going to hear tonight and what you are going to do tonight, I will see you in heaven. (laughs) They said that, People like me, we didn't study Paul. Ah. I studied Paul. Because when I became born again, I studied certain characters in the Bible, people I want to be like. I studied Elijah because I wanted power. Hey, that man could pray and fire would fall. I studied Elijah for three solid years. Private study. I studied Elijah. And one of the people I studied was Paul. Why? Number one, Paul was an academician. Now I'm coming from the academic world. He has a PhD in law. There's a lot of relationship between law and mathematics. We deal in logic. And then it's written about him, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 19. Verses 11 and 12, Acts 19 11 and 12. The God performed special miracles by the hands of Paul. they from his body. Handkerchiefs and aprons were taken to the sick. And the sick, deceased, departed from them, demons departed. I said, uh-huh. I'm going to be like this boy. I determined when I was a very young Christian, by the time I leave this world, it will be recorded. God performed special miracles by the hands of Adeboye, so that from his body, handkerchiefs and aprons were taken to the sick, and they were all healed. And I thank God by now <laughs> Only God knows how many testimonies. So I studied Paul. More than these people who begin to tell us As if I had studied Paul, I would have known that he's an apostle of grace and therefore I won't be talking what I'm talking. I studied Paul. And so I'm going to talk to you from what Paul, the one they claim as their source, from what Paul said. I won't even touch any other apostle. Apostle Paul had tasted both sides the Mary Clay and the rock. He said in 1 Timothy chapter 1 from verse 12 to 15, 1 Timothy 1, 12 to 15, he calls himself the chief of sinners. I could relate to that. And I, when I was studying him, I said, God, I thank you. I have been a very naughty boy, but I wasn't as bad as Paul. I wasn't as bad as all of us." So if we could use... Saul so of Tassos, yeah, you can use me. And then when he got on the rock, he moved so fast on the rock that in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 5, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 5, he could say boldly, I'm a chief among the apostles. Please listen to me, my children. This is a very, very special night. I'm not here to boast. You know me very well. By the special grace of God, anywhere in the world today, when they are mentioning people they call apostles, I think they will mention my name. I studied Paul because I wanted to become like him. And he is the one who said. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 to 27. First Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. He says, <laughs> you want to stay on the rock? Keep your body under subjection. That's what Paul says. You can't claim that you are born again and then continue to do whatever your flesh wants to do. No way. Oh, they tell me Jesus paid it all. I agree. uh uh-uh. The same Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 12, from verse 1 to 2, Romans 12, 1 to 2, he said you have to present your body a living sacrifice to God. You are are now on the rock. No more rottenness. Do
1: I hear you say Amen. Apostle Paul warned us in Ephesians
0: chapter 4 from verse 14 to 31. Please read it. Write it down and read when you get to Ephesians 4 from verse 14 to 31. He said, hey, beware of every wind of doctrine. All oh, manners of doctrines now going around to deceive to recapture for the devil those whom God had already saved. Can you ever believe that a preacher can stand up on the pulpit and tell the congregation that the greatest problems in the Bible are Moses and Elijah? Moses and Elijah? They were problematic? Oh, (laughs) You are the only two people who came to talk to Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. And you call those people problematic? It is Paul who said in Romans chapter 6 from verse 1 to 2, Romans 6, 1 to 2, he said, Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? What was the answer? Don't let anybody deceive you. Uh-uh. Anybody who tells you that once you are born again, you can continue to lie, that it doesn't matter you can continue to cheat that it doesn't matter. That you can continue to fornicate that it doesn't matter. It's an agent of the devil. Quote me. Because in heaven no unclean thing will be allowed in. The God weasel, my God, It's a holy God. The angels are always crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. That same God says, be ye holy for I am holy. The same Paul, the same Paul, says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, from verse 22 to 25, 2 Timothy chapter 2, from verse 22 to 25, he he, he advises, particularly you youth, he says, flee, flee youthful lust. You know the meaning of flee? Flee is run as in terror. Run as if the devil is pursuing you. The devil has sent preachers into the world to see how many youth they can gather back into the kingdom of hell. As the Lord leaves who sent me, they won't get any of my children. No, no, they won't. Because I will tell you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. In Second Timothy chapter two verse nineteen, Paul is the one talking. Second Timothy chapter two verse nineteen, he said, <laughs> "The foundation of God stands sure." having this seal, the Lord knows those who are his own. And then he went on to say, if you name the name of Jesus, you must depart from iniquity. You think, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm born again, I speak in tongues, and then you can go ahead and begin to do yahoo yahoo, you will go to hell. You want to make it to heaven? You want to stay on the rock? Paul said, in Philippians chapter 3, from verse 13 to 15, Philippians 3, 13 to 15, he says you must press on. Press on. Press on. Don't, don't relax. The same Paul said in Colossians chapter 3, from verse 1 to 17, write it down. Colossians 3, 1 to 17, he you to stay focused. Focus on things above not on things beneath. There are certain things you you must never allow to come near you again. When you go through the scriptures, go to the last Bible, the the, the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, you will discover (laughs) that eight times How many times the Bible keep on saying he that overcometh, he that overcometh, he that overcometh. Read Revelation chapter two, read Revelation chapter three, read Revelation chapter twenty-one. You will find them there. Overcomers. God says, if you overcome, I will do this. If you overcome, I will do this. It means you have a fight on your hand. But in the name that's above every other name, you are going to win. <laughs> and you know what? The Bible says, the moment you cross over to the rock, There is a crown waiting for you in heaven. Oh, Paul said so. I'm reading 2 Timothy chapter 4, from verse 6 to 8. 2 Timothy 4, 6 to 8. The same Paul. He said, There's a crown waiting for those of us who love the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Bible now says in Revelation chapter 3, verse 11, Revelation 3, verse 11, it says, Hey, hold fast that which you have. Let no man take your crown. Oh, when I see you in heaven, I will see you wearing your crown. Let me close with this, so that we will have time to pray because we want to do some serious praying tonight. Hmm. So why am I saying all this? Well, I'm not only talking to those of you who are here. The whole world is here. The world has gotten so rotten, you can't believe it. So those of you who are on the rock, you need to hold fast. I, I heard from, some, from a source that things have gotten so bad that there's a nation now about to make a law that makes it legal for a man to have sex with an animal. You know, that's how bad it is. But whether the devil likes it or not, there will be a remnant. There will be those of us who will not be contaminated. There are those of us who will not backslide. If you are one of us, say amen loud and clear. Let me close with this. First Thessalonians chapter 5 from verse 16 to 24. 1 Thessalonians 5 from verse 16 to 24. There's one thing I want you to note there. And that is that the same Paul says, you are to pray without ceasing. Keep praying. Keep praying. Don't let the enemy drag you back to the merry clay. Keep praying. Remember, I've told you earlier, you said, hey, if you think you stand, take heed so you don't fall. Keep praying. So your prayer points tonight if you want to write them down. Number one, you're going to thank God I say thank you for bringing me from the merry clay onto the rock. That will be your first prayer. Thank you for bringing me from the merry clay onto the rock. Thank you for the salvation of my soul. Number two, you say, Father Almighty God, help me to stay on the rock. You brought me out of the merry clay to the rock. Now, help me to stay on the rock. Number three, Lord God Almighty, don't let anybody take my crown. Don't let anybody take my crown. And finally, Lord, help me to end well. Bible says it is he who endures to the end that shall be saved. Let me end well. It's time to pray. The altar will be open after I've prayed for you. Come and seek the Lord tonight. Let's, let's bombard heaven with our requests so that not only are we going to be repositioned from Mary Clay to the rock, but we will be on the rock to stay and to stay forever. Shall we please stand? Ah, glory be to God. Raise your hands to heaven. Let the almighty God, first of all, hear you shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. My Father, my God, I thank you for giving me the grace to deliver this message to your children. Thank you because it shows that you really, really love them. Father, accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Yeah. Now, my Father, my God, I'm committed this your children into your hands. You have brought us from the merry clay. You have planted our feet now on the rock. Help us to stay. There might be some of us who are proud, who think that nothing can shake us. Uh, My Father, my God, help us to stay. Almighty God, help us to stay. We have been kept by the power of God up to this moment. Father, keep us to the end. Let nobody take our crown. I pray that all your children here today, we end very well. I decree in the name that's above every other name, from this moment onward, any time the tempter comes, the grace to say no to the devil, receive it in Jesus' name. Anytime, anything at all, whether in your place of work or even in your church, if anything at all is about to turn you back to hell, the grace to say no to the devil, receive it in Jesus' name. The Bible says, the last shall be first, and the first may be last. I pray in the name that's above every other name, those of you who are ready, first, you will never be last. And I'm praying that the grace to pray, the grace to really, really cry to the Almighty God tonight so that your position on the rock will be permanent, so that God might put a new song in your mouth. Receive it now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. Amen. The choice is yours now. If you like, you can pray for five minutes and run away. God knows his own but if you love yourself after what we have heard tonight come and seek the face of the Lord pray vigorously pray that we will never 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 backslide again pray that we will never fall go ahead begin to call on the almighty God to we'll see you tomorrow in Jesus name